Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey ladies, welcome back to the show. This week we're going to be talking about who is around you. I've titled this week's episode Tribe Up and I want to really encourage you to, you know, pay close attention to the people that you allow to speak into your life. Those people that have a front row seat into your life, your inner circle, your quote unquote tribe, they matter. And I want to encourage you to really make sure that the people you have in that, you know, that direct connection to you, those people that have access to you, that can speak into your life and that maybe you're reaching out to and, you know, looking for advice or guidance or, you know, just letting them into maybe the dreams that you're carrying in your heart or the promises that you're holding on to that you believe God spoke to you. You need to really make sure that those people that are hearing those intimate things that you're carrying in your heart, that they that they are going to believe in those things with you, that they're going to hold safe space for you, that you can trust them and that they have your best interests and that they can see what you're carrying and that it matters. So that's what we're going to be talking about this week. And, you know, we see this biblically. Um, there's so much support for the importance of making sure that those that we're doing life with in a you know um, in a more closer way close pro- close proximity, it really matters. And so before I dive into that, did you know and have you gotten your copy of my newest devotional? It came out in April. It's called Bold and Daring Faith. It's a fifty day women's devotional that's really going to help you reach higher in your faith and believe God for for bigger things, greater things to pray more bold and daring and, and maybe what even feels like as risky prayers. And so you can grab that on Amazon. Soon it will be available online at Barnes and Noble and on my website. So grab yourself a copy, get a copy for your sister, your mom, the lady at the grocery store. I just really believe it's going to add value to your life. And have you gotten your ticket yet for the upcoming She Rises annual women's conference that is literally right around the corner, May 13th and the 14th at the beautiful venue, Lakeville Art Center in Lakeville, Minnesota. It's not going to be the same without you. I really believe that There's a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit behind this annual women's event this year. Not that it hasn't, you know, we haven't experienced the outpouring of of God's presence and his spirit in, in years past, but it really feels different this year. And so make plans to join us. Grab your ticket, grab a ticket for your friend, your neighbor, whoever, because, you know, it's just, it's better to do things together. So we can't wait to see 
you and even more just really watch God move in our hearts and in our lives when we gather together in May. Next week's episode, I'm going to be starting a series on identity. I've been asked a lot lately to speak on the topic of identity, whether it's podcasts. I've you know been interviewed on different podcasts and recently I was interviewed um, on a television program about identity. And so, you know, I've spoken a lot about identity. I've written a book about identity. It's the overarching mission and vision for She Rises to see women know the truth of who they are in Christ and set aside anything that would be holding them back from stepping into and walking in that truth. And so I am all about identity. But because I've been asked so many times here recently to, you know, come on other people's shows and and talk about identity, I thought, you know what, I think I'm going to go ahead and do a little mini series right here on the She Connects podcast and a talk about identity because I don't know about you, but it is very apparent we are living in a world where there is an identity crisis. So next week, same place, same time. Make sure that you're gonna um, you're making plans to come back and be a part of that conversation and tell people that you know need to be encouraged in that way because it's gonna be a great series. I'm really excited about that. All right, so tribe up. Who is in your inner circle? Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17 tells us that iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I think it's interesting that the Bible tells us that iron sharpens iron, that they use these two, these two components of iron and iron, that, that it's not, it's not stated that iron and plastic sharpen one another, or even iron and wood. It says iron sharpens iron. Um, Again, it's important for one to be sharpened by other people. And so, you know, they're using iron sharpening iron. And I think that, I think that it's, it's important that we understand that we cannot be sharpened if we are not with other people, that iron needs iron. And so we need people. And, and so I think that it's important to remember that we, we aren't sharpened. We aren't, we aren't, we aren't stretched. We aren't challenged. We're not pushed forward into the things that God has for us apart from community. God created us for community. And, and so I think it's really important that we start off there because while we may want people in our lives, if mistrust exists, we will keep people at arm's length. And this actually is a self-sabotaging decision that we make because often the Lord wants to bring healthy relationships into our lives, but because we are carrying mistrust, we don't even give people a chance. We, you know, we, we have suspicions and we have mistrust. And, and so we, we, it's, we want these people in our lives and we want healthy community around us, but we don't even give people a chance. And I think that breakups 
and fractured relationships, here's the thing, let's be honest, they're hard, right? We've all experienced that. It's a part of living in an imperfect world. It's it's broken, it's fractured, a fallen world. It's it's a part of it's a part of living life in this world. No one is going to get through life without having gone through, you know, kind of an unhealthy relationship or having a strained relationship with people or having some kind of breakdown in communication or even having a fractured relationship. We hold on to the idea of what we had hoped and wanted the relationship to be, but sometimes we realize that people maybe weren't as as vested in the relationship as we were. Or sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes it's not really anything that that happened you know it doesn't have to be a breakdown or a fallout of some kind sometimes relationships just organically dissolve and that it wasn't any anything you know that happened there isn't any tea to be spilled if you will in other words there isn't any drama or story it's just that for whatever reason the relationship just organically dissolved maybe it's because you you moved, you know, you changed locations, you moved to a different city or to a different state, or you changed jobs, or, you know, maybe your choices of entertainment or how you spend your time, or maybe you're newly married or you're a new mom and you no longer have time for, you know, spending time with a, with a particular group of people because, you know, they're single and now you're married or, um, you know, just different things change in, in our lives. We're in a different season. We're in a different stage of life. And so sometimes relationships just organically change. And, and so sometimes that's the case, but that doesn't mean that you are called to you know, live isolated and to no longer have community. It's just that you, you need different people, different community. Isolation is not healthy and that is not God's heart for you. Uh, healthy boundaries and healthy community, that is what God's heart is for you. And healing from, from fractured relationships, broken, broken communication, you know, if something has happened, healing doesn't happen in isolation. Can I encourage you in that? That you you need to be around people. If they just need to be healthy people. And, you know, reaching out to people to to, you know, maybe help support you in that healing process or, you know, help you to reframe maybe what happened and apply God's truth to to your life and, and to be able to move on from here. We need people. Healing takes place in healthy community. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20 tells us that if we walk with the wise, we will become wise. Who we surround ourselves, it matters. I know that I already said that, but it really bears repeating. Who we surround ourselves matters. But often because we're filtering relationships through wounds, we settle for anyone out of two main reasons that I, I personally, my own opinion, and that's based on, you know, sitting with women for 20 years now. This is my 20th year of active ministry and two main reasons stick out to me the most from you know, helping women to uh, just be healed and move on from 
you know, that wounded place that, that women aren't making decisions that reflect their value and worth in God, or they're unable to due to a deep desire for connection, determine who is healthy, who is wise and who is, who is good for them. Can I humbly encourage you that just because maybe something has happened, something hurtful, somebody mistreated you, or you had an experience in an unhealthy relationship, don't allow that to change who you are. Don't allow what happened or what they did or what they said, how they mistreated you to change you from being a good person. Maybe what needs to change is who you give your whole self to. Not everyone had had equal access to Jesus. When we look at his earthly ministry and how he modeled this for us, when we look at his example, not everyone had equal access to him. He loved and he valued everyone without any strings, without any conditions, but he didn't allow everyone to have equal access to him. When we think about our tribe and our inner circle, you know, the people that have have permission to speak into our lives and and you know what they say, you know, really carries a lot of weight in our lives. The people that have direct access to us who have a front row seat to our lives, they should want to uh, see you win. They should want to see you win. Your your circle should want to celebrate with you when you have good news. Your circle should want to see you grow in your faith. Your circle should want to see you pursue God's best for your life and are willingly and willingly and lovingly call out toxic mindsets. You know, they're willing to challenge a, a narrative, a mindset that that maybe isn't healthy or that doesn't reflect God's truth. And because you love them and you trust their heart for you, you're willing to receive it as that they're not against you or that they're being mean, but they're actually supportive of you and they're encouraging and they want to see you. They want to see you living in freedom and they can see that that narrative that maybe you are beginning to embrace is only causing you to live stuck. And so you allow them to speak into your life. Your circle should be supportive of your boundaries. Your circle should share your core values. Your circle should add value to your life. Your circle should hold space for you and make time for you. You know, they're they're the ones that are going to be showing up in your life when things are hard for you, when you're in a particularly uh, difficult season. Maybe you're you're going through you're in, in a season of caring for a, a parent that is maybe failing in their health or uh, you know another loved one is is having health a health situation or maybe a job loss or something these are the people that are really coming alongside you and they're going to be your Aaron and your her that the Bible they were the ones that were holding up the arms of Moses you know and it's just such a beautiful picture of that support and that encouragement that when he was tired and maybe he wanted to to give in and and quit because he was tired and, and exhausted they were the ones that rallied on 
both sides of him and just really held up his arms in support. That's what your circle does. That's what your circle does. I want to also point out that you are also offering these things to your people to your inner circle, that it's a give and a take, that they're not, that they're not just constantly giving and giving and giving, and you're just taking, 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 but you know, it goes back and forth that, that you are offering that same space to your circle, that you are also wanting to see them win, that you're, you know, inspiring them, that you're spurring them on, that you're, you're helping them to, to chase after their God given dreams, that you are, that you're encouraging them in their boundaries and sharing their core values. It's not just about you. And it's not just about me, but we we're in this together. We're doing life together. We are sharpening one another. It isn't just you and what you can do for me in my life, but how can I also support you? How can I also show up in your life? That's what a tribe does. That is what an inner circle does. The pain of loneliness, if you are in kind of a season right now where you're feeling a little bit you know, lonely, can I encourage you to not allow that to create just this narrative that, that you're always going to, you know, be lonely and you're just destined to live your life apart from people and the healthy community is just not going to be a part of your life. You know, maybe, maybe God has, has allowed unhealthy relationships to be removed from your life so that you can begin to further develop your relationship with him. I I know that that was, that was a time in my life where I was, you know, I had these unhealthy expectations, unrealistic expectations from people because I, you know, I needed to mature in my faith and I needed to heal from, from wounds that, that were a result of unhealthy relationships. And I was placing um, unrealistic expectations on people that should have been placed on God. And so, you know, he, he allowed things to sort of dissolve in other relationships because he wanted to be my number one, my number one relationship. And there needed to be a shift in, okay, God, you are the most important relationship in my life. You are even, even the most important relationship above the relationship that I have with my husband. As much as I love him and I love doing life with him and I'm happily married and I don't have any plans of that ending ever (laughs) until death do us part, right? And so even even that though i had placed unrealistic uh, expectations upon him that should have only been been sought after and met in the relationship that i had with god and so i i want to encourage you in that as well that you know make sure that you're not misplacing expectations that really should be found and placed upon god first and foremost having on the wrong people around us can keep us stuck and from making forward progress. Don't miss that. Don't miss that because sometimes people that the wrong people in our lives when we have when we're doing life with with people that maybe don't have our best interests or maybe they're, you know, kind of toxic, they will they will hold us back. They will 
They will keep us from making forward progress. Second Corinthians chapter six and 14 tells us, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? Okay, so what is this saying? Is this saying and telling us that we are never to have a, have a relationship with an unbeliever? No. <laughs> Short answer, no. That is not what this is telling us because clearly, you know, how are we going to, um, how are we going to, you know, uh, impact and influence people if, if we're not a part of, part of the world, right? We're a part of the world, but we're not of the world. And so I am in relationship. I do have friendships that don't share my faith. They're, you know, they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but the, the difference is because we were not aligned that way. They just don't, they don't have direct access to me and have that, you know, that front row seat in my life because right now, um, where, where they're at, they, they don't have the ability to speak truth and to speak life into, into my situation and into, and into my life and what I may be going through or maybe what I'm questioning because you know, they're, they don't know the truth. They don't know the, the truth that I consider truth as the Bible, Jesus Christ. And so I love them and I, you know, I'm in relationship with them. I'm, I'm kind to them. I maybe will attend something, you know, like an open house or something like that, um, just to support them and, you know, out of kindness and, you know, to show up in their life and be a light in their life, but I'm not doing life with them. There's, there's a difference there. It's important to remember that when we say, Say things like, I will never let anyone get close to me. I will never let anyone be close to me. I will never trust anyone again. No one is trustworthy. All people do is hurt me. So I'm just better off being alone. That mindset will also keep you stuck and from making forward progress. That is toxic. And I love you. I want the best for you. I believe in you. I'm believing for you. I believe that God has some really incredible things ahead for you. And so I know that maybe that's really hard to swallow. Um, can I just encourage you to hang with me? Don't turn me off. I, I really, um, I love you and I do want the best for you. And I know that that's hard to hear, but friend, if we are unwilling to do the heart work so that we heal from past wounds that resulted from unhealthy relationships, we're just going to keep repeating these same patterns. And so when people then maybe don't meet up, don't meet our expectations or, you know, they're, they're not doing for us what we think that they ought to do, then we, you know, we filter that through unhealed wounds. And so we, we just kind of like, we're done with that relationship because you offended me and you don't like me and you don't love me and you weren't kind. And so then we, you know, we, we carry all of our wounds then onto the next relationship and it just keeps following us from one relationship to the other. And that's not God's heart for you. He wants to heal you and he wants to set you free 
And he wants to place you in healthy community. He wants healthy community around, around you. And so that, that narrative, that toxic mindset, I'm never going to let anybody get close to me. I'm never going to trust anyone again. No one is trustworthy. All people do is ever hurt me. So I'm just better off being alone. It's, it's that mindset. It's going to keep you stuck and you will not be able to make forward progress if we can, if you continue in that narrative. Listen, Jesus, he wasn't everyone's cup of tea. He just wasn't. Look at his earthly ministry. People supported him up until he started stepping out and obeying God in the plans that he, that God had for him. Um, you know, people were all about you know, kind of like supporting him. But then, but then when he started uh, declaring who he was and why he was sent to the earth, all of a sudden he experienced a lot of resistance and a lot of people began to oppose him and, you know, kind of come against him and uh, people changed their minds about him. And he experienced rejection and people uh, walking out, um, you know, walking away from him and, and, you know, people, people just looking at him differently. And so if Jesus experienced that, who are we to think that we're not going to experience that? Another example of that, and there's a lot of a lot of other examples in the Bible, but one that comes to my mind right away is the story of Joseph in uh, in the book of Genesis. The moment he began to dream big, his relationships changed like right away. <laughs> they came against him and he experienced opposition and resistance. Small mindsets are deadly to big dreams, my friend. Let me say that again. Small mindsets are deadly to big dreams. Just the mere greatness and potential that is on the inside of you that you are carrying will cause some relationships to organically dissolve. When God repositions you, um, and you know you're continuing to grow, you're reaching higher in your faith. You're, you know, you you are working through maybe some some things in your in your heart that have been past wounds um past hurts you're working through those things you're maturing your your roots are going deeper and and you're just like you know just growing you know your your life is bearing a lot of fruit for God's glory don't be surprised if you begin to notice some strains on relationships that once required really no effort to be in relationship with them. Some people simply don't have the capacity to grow or the will to go where God is taking you. Yeah. Do I need to repeat that? Because that's huge right there. That's huge right there. Because what I have found is sometimes Sometimes people will try to shrink themselves back down into something or a place that they have outgrown because that's that's what people feel comfortable with. There, you know, sometimes people can't re can't can't relate to healed you. Sometimes people can't relate to your growth and to, uh, you know, this healthy mindset that you now have and how you are living and walking out the truth that you know about who you are in Christ. So let me repeat what I said. When God repositions you, don't be surprised if you begin to notice some strains 
on relationships that once required no effort to be in a relationship with them. Some people simply don't have the capacity to grow or they're unwilling to go where God is taking you. Um, sometimes, my friend, we just simply outgrow relationships. And it isn't that we are, that we're somehow better than other people or that we have somehow arrived and now we're looking down on people. That That is pride. That is not biblical. But sometimes people can only relate to broken you. Sometimes people can only relate to immature you. Sometimes people can only relate to insecure you. Jesus couldn't make people want him. And you and I, we can't either. We can't either. Don't apologize for wanting healthy community. Don't apologize for wanting healthy people around you. And don't allow yourself to shrink back into and try to fit into toxic relationships or an unhealthy community that God has set you free from, that you have grown and matured and that space and those relationships are no longer the best for you. There's something that I refer to as a graceful release. A graceful release. It's, you know, it's allowing relationships to change. It's allowing ourselves to grow and to mature and to to allow God to maybe change some relationships and allow him to, to just organically dissolve uh, relationships that just are not going to serve where God is taking us well, right? It's not, it's not serving God's best in our lives and the places that he is, that he is taking us. Sometimes we just have to let go and that's okay. Love people well, care for them, believe in them, bless them, continue to pray for them, continue to be friendly toward them. If you see them in, in certain events or, you know, at church or, or, you know, in the workplace or whatever, but you've maybe just changed how much time that you are willing to give to the relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that. We didn't see Jesus chase people cling to them or beg for them to stay. And he, he, he just didn't change himself. He didn't change who he was or, or somehow minimize what he knew God was calling him, calling him to be and, and the plans that God had for him or change who he was to make people like him or, you know, to want them to stay in his life. Uh, that's a reflection on other people. It's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on them. And so, you know, keep your heart right with the Lord and follow peace and allow him to, to speak into your heart and follow what God says to you. If, if you are hanging on to a toxic relationship, thinking that you can change them, friend, remember, none of us are that powerful. None of us are that powerful. And that includes you. The, the job of changing people is the Holy Spirit's job. You and I, we are not the Holy Spirit and there's no vacancy in the Trinity. <laughs> um, you know, the Trinity is God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. There is no help wanted sign hanging 
in heaven for you and I to apply to fill the role of the Holy Spirit in someone else's life. Only he can change people. We, we are powerless to do that. Our job is to continue to be a light in the world, to continue to lift our voice and continue to step forward in the things that God is calling us to do and, and believe God for the rest, right? Leave the results up to him. And sometimes people, again, sometimes people don't change because they, they don't want to, or they're unwilling to, to change. And that's okay. That's on them, not on you. I, I want to, I want to also encourage you as I'm wrapping up this week's episode, that when we look at Jesus's earthly example, he had 12 disciples, but it seemed like he, he had a different relationship with, and, and seemed to bring three of those 12 disciples into a more intimate place. You know, they had like kind of a different access to him. He brought those three into more intimate conversation and places. Um, you know, those that would be Peter, James, Peter, James, and John seemed to be those three people that he just kind of brought in a little bit closer. And so I wanted to mention that because I think that sometimes when we hear, you know, find your tribe and love them well, that we we somehow define the word tribe as, you know, it's a lot of people, that it's, you know, 10, 12 people, when I don't think that that, that is necessarily the the definition. I don't really feel like that is that is really the case and I don't really think that that's realistic. I think and I would humbly encourage you to you know maybe redefine how you how you look at and how you have defined the word tribe uh, and as it you know applies to a healthy community to include that maybe maybe it's more like two to four people, you know, maybe five at the top, uh, you know, that they are the ones that really have that front row seat in your lives. They are the ones that have direct access. They are the ones who, you know, they speak into your life. They know what you're carrying. They know what God is doing in your life. And, you know, the promises that he's spoken to you, they're the ones that you can share intimate details of of the dreams and the vision that God has spoken spoken to your life. And I also want to encourage you that if you are waiting, if you are in a waiting season right now, you know, maybe you are you you've been in this season of reevaluating the the people that are in your life. Can I encourage you to build a table? Build your own table to, you know, you don't have to sit around and feel like you're, you know, waiting in a waiting line for someone else to invite you to their table. You don't have to try to squeeze yourself in between, uh, in between people that are seated around a table so that you can find a place at the table. Maybe God is calling you to build a table and invite people to your table. Could it be that maybe God has given you the tools to build a table and to invite people? I mean, wow, there are a lot of people out there in the same position that you are looking for 
praying for, believing for healthy community. And why not you? Why not you build the table and invite people to to sit at your table? Because here's the thing. And it goes back to it goes back to what I said at the top of this week's episode. Isolation is not God's design for you. And so sometimes it's going to require you and me to mix our faith with courage and begin extending some invitations for people to join us at our table rather than sitting in our homes and waiting for invitations and waiting for healthy community to just, you know, drop out of the sky or, you know, to just show up at our front door, that we are going to be women who are going to mix our faith with courage. And we're going to begin to extend invitations to women and invite them to our table. And we are going to begin uh, sharpening one another. We are going to begin to uh, fulfill that passage of scripture in Proverbs and we're going to be iron sharpening iron and we're going to build community and we're going to continue to extend invitations to women who are also looking for those types of relationships because we know that we are better together, that we can go farther together, we can do more when we are doing it together in a company of women. Come on, somebody. Uh, let's let's refuse. Let's refuse to to live in a in a stuck mindset that uh, I'm just I'm just gonna do life alone because I can't trust people and you know people have only wounded me or let me down in the past. No, no, no. That is not. That is not God's truth. That is a lie. And God has not called us to live our lives under that lie. The truth sets us free. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. God, God sent Jesus Christ to set the captives free and living in that mindset is captivity. It is captivity and he wants to set you free from that. So heal from any hurts as a result from from unhealthy relationships that maybe you experienced in the past and move on, move on. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are ahead of you and they are found in healthy community. All right. I love you. I hope that this encouraged you and spurred you on. Share it with somebody. Leave a review. Drop some stars. means so much and it helps other people find the podcast. And when, when people see stars, which is really essentially a review, when people even just see stars, if you don't want to leave a, you know, a written out review, leave some stars because that, that really shows women that, hey, you know what? There's something in this show. This show is, you know, creating impact and it's it's changing lives and there must be something in here and I need to check this out. So thank you for for doing that. I love you. I appreciate you. Come back next week. We're going to start that series on your identity in Christ. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? 
it not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.